make sure you don't let anyone bring you down when it comes to working out, whatever your issues are. Don't feel like you aren't able to get on the bike or do this or do that because you'll surprise yourself. Trust me. <laughs> Cause at first I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to get on this bike. And it was really hard at first. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm always on the bottom of the leaderboard. I'm not going to lie to you about that. And that's nothing is wrong with that. Nothing. Because in my opinion, you're doing more in a day than most people do in a month or a week. So if you're getting on that bike or you're getting down the mat, you're doing something for your body. And it doesn't matter where you're at. I swipe that thing off. I don't compete with anybody. I, the only person I'm competing with is myself. But yeah, I definitely encourage people to not let anybody's opinions or anything get to them and just do you when you're on that bike, just do you. And you're the only person in that room, not anybody else. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 233. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. I uh, Normally, we have a little anecdote or something here, but there's so much this week. I know. We just need to jump in. We should just jump in. Yeah. So here's something else. Oh, wait. We can't <laughs> jump in quite to that degree. No. Um, but uh, I, let's just jump in to listen off what they have to look forward to in this episode. We're going to dig into what the heck is happening with the stock market. We're going to talk about new products and we're going to like the Peloton guide, all the things around that. We're going to talk about the wearable that is shipping with the Peloton guide because we've heard a lot about the guide. We haven't heard a lot about the wearable. Right. Um, and we're going to talk about when other products are coming out, as well as we have a visit from Dr. Jen. And she talks about how to use your competitive nature for good, not evil. And then uh, we also have a visit from MetPro. And they are talking about like top five tips, how to like navigate your goals, whether that be losing weight or just getting getting where you want to be. And then uh, we also have a ton of stuff happening in the news. So we're going to hit all of that as well. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and rate and review us. That would be helpful. And follow us so you don't miss an episode. We have a new review. Oh, this is from Housequake 3121. 3121. Okay. I don't know what Housequake means, but I, I kind of dig it. I do, I do too. It's like a fun, I feel like that would be a good band name. Yeah. It says fast paced and fun. I never listen to long podcasts. The, the, <laughs> well, you do now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You trapped you, sucker. Uh, 50 to 60 minutes, my absolute max for an episode. But this one is so well put together that it just flies by. Well, thank oh, you. Thank you. Lots of interesting segments, plenty of variety, and the right mix of laughter and fun. This team really helps feed my Peloton addiction. And gets me my fix when commuting to and from work as I catch up on old episodes. Leaderboard name is Zen Bob. So uh, 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, what a nice kind. review. Yeah. And it's also nice to hear because sometimes we do get worried. Like they do. Oh, I they, know. Sometimes they do get along, but there's so much that goes on in the world of Peloton. And we feel like if we don't hit it, then people are going to be like, you didn't talk hey, about this. Why didn't you talk about that? Never. That's that's what you sound like when you complain to us. Yeah. In case you were ever wondering. All complaints are in that that's voice. That's what we hear. So <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I get a really, really nicely worded complaint where they're just like, hey, did you know this? And yeah. I'm like, wow, that's nice. But otherwise, it's just it's like. Yeah. So um, anyway, so thank you very much for that. Also, you can find us on the Internet where I guess you can reach out and make that voice to us. Uh, You can say good things, too. Sure. We love good things. Yeah, that's nice as well. Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page and join the group. And also uh, you can find all these episodes on YouTube. YouTube.com slash the clip out. All of the episodes exist there or at least the last. 80 or so uh, in full HD. Uh, they're now in color. They are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we, we if that's forward. an added uh, advantage for you. So you can see just how pale and Irish I am. And finally, don't forget our newsletter new at uh, theclipout.com. You can get all the articles and links and things like that sent directly to your inbox so you don't have to go hunting for them that's later. Right. Uh, so anyway, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. Joining us today, once again, via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? It's going. It's happening. And you got your grandpa shirt. Yeah, and you got your shirt on. You're all grandpa up. (laughs) My line isn't really like this. That's fake. You know, the way they have to go. They got to go back. You know, they got to keep going back to make Uh it. At least you can still make a line. Yeah. Well, you don't got a little bit. No, I don't. My line's all the way back here. Well, my hairline's not receding, it's retreating. (laughs) Is it marching right off your head? It is. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, my barber pulled out a pencil. I was like, oh, it's time for the pencil. (laughs) Pulled out a pencil. I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, I one time I was hanging out with Hulk Hogan. This is my life. And wait, is this a true story? Because that a, sounds like a joke. This is a true story. So okay. I was hanging out with Hulk Hogan and his like handler or whatever. And he's got. <laughs> yeah. And this has been about ten years. He's like, I see you're losing your hair. And I was like, That's a weird way to start a conversation, right? You dick. Right. And he's like, <laughs> And he's like, You know what I do? And he's like, Because you keep it short, I keep mine short. He's like, I actually got like. Tattoos of dots in between the no, hairs. No, he did not. And I was like, but what happens when all the other hair falls out? Now not, you just have freaking now you dots just got on tattoos your head. of dots Rickle on hair. your head. You could I'm like, like <laughs> make a the the like sky in there, the stars. Yeah, I was like, that seems like a short term solution. And he's like, well, it's yeah, that I'm hen- not going that route. He's like, oh, it's that like that those henna tattoos. And I was like, so you got to go get your head tattooed like every six weeks. I'm like, I don't. Uh, do you, and you guys say women are high maintenance, he's and this only- guy is tattooing his head. <laughs> okay, first. On his head He's the only person I've ever known That's done it Or at least it's admitted to it I was just like This sounds like an awful plan I would Yeah I like that plan I'll just lose my hair But thank you Yeah I just If that goes that far I'm just gonna let it go Yeah I'm like It'll be fine yeah. So uh, anyway, I probably shouldn't have bored us, everybody with that story because like Smokey and the Bandit, we've got a long way to go and a short time to get I, I there. There we is just, so yeah. much we stuff to talk about. We just got done talking about, about how we're going to go, go, yeah. go. We immediately took then a we left go into hairlines. I know. John's well. like, you effing hypocrite. Right? <laughs> 
So I guess let's start off by, uh, you know, because we recorded right after the earnings call last week. I don't know if you can technically call it an earnings call anymore. Oh, dang. Oh, ouch. <laughs> dang. Did I <laughs> so the stock took a pounding like I haven't seen a pounding that bad since the last Tommy Lee Pamela Anderson sex tape. Whoa. Tom. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it was harsh. It was harsh. It was harsh. It's yes. still harsh. Yeah. It dropped again mm-hmm. today. Oh, goodness. We're in the mid 40s today. The mid 40s. That's yeah. so- the stock is solidly in wear a hoodie weather. <laughs> Um, I got yeah. water. Yeah, you need it. Well, you need it. Yeah, drink it fast because yeah. at this rate, it'll be ice soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to drop below freezing. Yeah. Oh, we're almost back to where we started this ride. Yeah. Well, oh, you know, they lost uh, $10.4 billion out of the market cap. No big deal. Yeah. Just a few million. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just a few billion. What's a few billion <laughs> a few among friends? Billion. Yeah. 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 Ooh, yeah, yeah. It hurts a lot. It's a big, big drop, big drop. But I mean, um, yeah, we knew what the impacts were. We knew if things were reopening. And then they said on the call that, you know, they misjudged the reopening effect yeah. and how consumers were going to react to that. And so, I mean, I guess this is what happens when you have an analyst call and <laughs> they don't hit numbers. Yeah. I, I mean, Wall Street just looks at very specific things. They right. don't they don't get. They never have gotten what Peloton is, what they're doing. I'm still long game here. I feel like yep. I feel like I am starting to be in the minority. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I am last woman standing. It's just me and my shares standing in the middle <laughs> of the the room. You know, I'm like, You're no, gonna it'll be my okay. Too. It's gonna be I okay. I used to hold them my shares like this. <laughs> now I hold them like this. Right, yeah. right here, they're right here. You're gonna go to the stockholder meeting. It's just gonna be two of you guys. I I'll just be me and John asking questions. Well, John's got questions. I mean, I'm long too. I'm long. I gotta be now. Can't sell now. No, no. (laughs) You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna deny it. We bought. We bought. We we went ahead and bought. I think we did buy more. I believe that Mm -hmm. it's gonna. It's gonna correct. I'm not saying it's gonna go back up to 170 at the high, but I definitely think we're gonna go back up. It's gonna be okay. It's just a shit week. It's a shit quarter. It's gonna get better. Yeah, I believe Mm -hmm. it. But there's lots of people theorizing. About what's going on Uh, CNN had an article about how Peloton Created a cult around fitness and now it Desperately needs a new play I think that's fair I think it's fair too and we'll get into it I don't think the guide is it Nope yeah I think That I well I do think they need A new play I'm not sure if That's the right word I think they do need To be who they say they are Right. Innovation and is what you keep saying. At. Yeah, that's what you keep yeah, saying. I mean, innovation. They, they started and they t- and they came out with a product was was innovative in the space in fitness. And I think they need to find that again. I do, do something else that's new and innovative in the space. And so I, here's I, a question, me, and this might sound shitty, but <laughs> uh, I'm bracing that for anyone who works at Peloton that might be listening. But like, was the product really innovative, or was it the content that's innovative? 
right? I like th- at the end of the day, it's a bike with a screen. No, like it, I, I, I feel like it's the content nope. that really turbocharges nope. that company. Mm-mm. I disagree. It's at home. It's the fact that it's at home, and not just any bike could do that. It's, right. it's, it's not just the content. It's the delivery of the content. It flipped everything on its head. The whole freaking world is trying to copy Peloton, and that's because they brought shit home and they made it fun again. It was not just a home video. They made it in but real time. That's content, though, right? That's it's not necessarily both of you. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with both of you. I, I actually Take don't. A stand. I, I, I'm gonna be in the middle of this whole thing. <laughs> but I, I, I agree that I mean others had made bikes with a screen, right? Um, That's true. But, but I think the combination of the bike and the content uh, and the leaderboard. I think a combination of that made it innovative for, you know, when it came to market. And I and still today, I think that Peloton content is best in class. It is. I mean, I, I, absolutely. I, it, yeah. It is absolutely best in that class. That is one thing I we can all agree know, on. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. I just don't think, and maybe it's just, that's how difficult it is. I just, I just don't think we've gone beyond that. Right. It, and maybe, maybe you can't, I don't know, but I, I don't think we've gone beyond that combination that created the innovation. I I would have liked to see them do more of what they do best and stay on the cardio world and keep coming out with cool stuff. I'd like them to stay away from strength. It's not their strength. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny and we'll get into the guide, but it's they keep saying they're going to win it. And I, I, you know, I am behind them 100 percent when they talk about cardio. I am not 100 percent behind them when they talk strength. And I feel like they need to recognize that. I think to Tom's point, their content and their instructors and their delivery is so incredible it is. that I think they could, by numbers, end up being the leader from a strength perspective. I just don't know that it'll be because of a because of the product, product they put out. Yeah. I see what you guys are saying. I I guess I'm saying best in class. Like when I think of Peloton, it doesn't matter what their numbers are to me. They're Mm -hmm. best in class because it's the most amazing content and it's the best product that I want to use. But yeah, we've talked about this before. It kind of depends on how you want to define winning. Right. If it's just by the numbers. I mean, I don't know. Apple Fitness might be the winner there, you know, across all. All of this. Just but they kind of cheat to get there because it gets bundled in with a bunch of stuff. So there's a lot of people that have it that probably don't even touch it. Sure. You know? Absolutely. In the that same is true. way your cable company tells you you technically got a landline and you never even plugged it in. That's why I'm saying right. it depends on how you define right. it. Because, because I think Peloton wins it in my mind because of how awesome their product is, but not with strength. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, at least thus far, that's yeah. for sure. I, I know Motley. Yeah. So Motley Fool wrote about how their biggest problem isn't the return to normal. Yeah. So they said that it's it. W- what was the biggest problem? That it's it's the company spending habits. Yeah. I I don't know if I agree with that either because they're in theory in theory they're doing all this behind the scenes like innovation (laughs) there should be all this r&d that's happening in the background and i want them to spend on that so i'm not sure i agree with that also they're constantly spending money on infrastructure and if they hadn't been spending money this year then you know how long people would have had to wait to get their bikes and their stuff and then that would have killed the stock exactly exactly and i feel like a lot of companies at this level or at this age or point in their Growth, their growth. There we go. Uh, like spend a lot of money. Like Netflix went through right. this period, right, where they're like, we are going to spend 
a crap load of money creating new content and we're just because because people aren't going to license it to us in the same way because all these studios are realizing the value of it. And so I, I think that they're kind of in that part of the plan of like they're spending a lot of money because they're thinking of the future they're not just throwing big giant they're not just hiring red hot chili peppers to play their christmas party like we work yeah yeah i'm gonna take it back to for me it's it's back to the whole idea of innovation like i feel like yeah they've spent a lot of money on logistics and and they're spending a lot of money on stuff i hear they're doing a lot of r&d but I've been in technology for 30 plus years. And, you know, as we got into the late 90s and the 2000s, innovation moved quicker. And so we had to move quicker. We like we were moving. And I just don't see that speed here. I'm not sure what that is. I'm sure it's something I just don't know anything about. I don't get it. But I don't see the speed there as it relates to innovation. And so they may be spending a whole bunch of money, but players are just coming. Yeah. yeah. Right. And. And you can't. So that loses me a little. I think we're kind of saying the same thing, John, because I feel like the biggest problem in my mind is they're trying to be everything to everybody. They're trying to be mm. the lowest cost uh, innovator, you know, the lowest co- the lowest entry point for for all across all fitness. They're trying to be the best in strength. They're trying to do yoga, Pilates, bar, dance, cardio. They're trying right. to uh, come out with a, a newer bike that's that's fun and cool. Now now they're trying to come out with strength things that. I just it's like y'all need to just stop and go back to the basics pull it back in like you're in too many different directions this there's not enough leadership to go across all of it cohesively it feels like you have a million different people going a million different directions and there's no cohesion that's what I think yeah I feel similarly another part of this is I was one of the ones I remember complaining about the fact that it didn't seem like they were democratizing it. I felt like there was like a certain demographic of people based on income that it was just a hard, hard to get in. I know you could finance it, but where I come from, even the financing back then would have been something nobody in the community I came from would have been nobody in my family was looking at Peloton. So I used to complain about the the democratization is on the other side. Mm -hmm. But now as they've started to do that, now my mind's looking at it and I'm going, remember when Peloton was just in the mall with with Teslas and dealerships and and Apple stores. And it had like this affluent appeal and aspirational. Yeah. Aspirational kind of, you know, aura. Now the bike is one of the lower cost bikes on in the space. And now they drop a strength product that is the lowest cost of those types of devices for strength. Like they're not the same Peloton anymore. Maybe that's a good thing, but it's different. Like, I don't know. Is that good? I'm not sure. It's hard to say. It's similar in evolution to the iPhone, right? Like for, I mean, I I mean, the iPhone was the really expensive aspirational phone. And then, and, you know, you can sit, if you want the $1,400 iPhone, it's out there and they'll sell it to you. But you can also get one that comes free or real close to it with your plan and, you know, or go back two generations and that's the one they're, they're doling out. But I don't know. It kind of. Reminds me of 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 that. Yeah, I just yeah, so it has just the current kind of financial 
position it seems they're in, the things that are going on, the fact that they just kind of lowered the price of the bike. And then we find out that that changed the, the ratio of bike to bike plus sales, which then impacted them negatively. Like they made this move and it was, it turns out it wasn't a good move. If we would have just left it the way it was, we would have still been at, you know. But we don't 50, know that. It, yeah, we don't know so, that. It's so hard to say. I, I know that's so a, a lot of you, people's takeaway. Question. But yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's. It. it I, I just feel like that's a little bit easy to say and not so easy to know because uh, you know that's we true. we could have seen a situation where it went it stayed the same and then people just didn't buy those bikes at all. Like, yeah. Like the maybe percentages the- held even, but there's this there's this group of people that just went off and bought an iFit bike for twelve hundred bucks or something. I think another could thing that they're really struggling with is um, the cutting through all the noise because I'm still seeing ads daily from all these competitors who are like, it's so much cheaper than the Peloton bike. And I'm like, what are we even comparing it to anymore? Like there's so many versions of your bike mix at Beachbody and there's so many versions of Peloton. What are we even flipping talking about? Like like give me apples to apples. I I feel like a lot of times they're not selling against Peloton. They're selling against the perception of Peloton. But but my point is, is when you're sitting there saying it's a thousand dollars cheaper than Peloton, Peloton and you're not explaining which model you're comparing it to. I feel like that's what Peloton is up against because, you know, I'm the crazy diehard that reads everything about Peloton. Uh, I'm in the minority. (laughs) Not everyone does that. I mean, what was it just on the the OPP today that some guy bought a used uh, hotel bike from Peloton that like it was one of the, the ones that was out there for like two seconds on the market. That was their their what do you call it? They're like gym model. Or yeah, whatever. the gym model. And oh, you, yeah. You know okay. what I'm talking about? That gray one that was yeah. out for like two seconds. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, he bought it and now he's trying to retrofit it. And it's like, what What are you even doing? Like, how did you even buy that? What, what, and on what circumstances occurred that you did zero research on this and you don't know that? And then I have to remind myself, not everybody reads everything yeah. about Peloton like I do. So yeah. I just feel like they need to educate, 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 educate. And there's not enough time to educate yeah. because there's always another new product coming up. And, and so, there's also people don't want to spend that much time learning about this stuff. Most people just want to buy their right. bike and ride it and be done with it. That's fair. You know, that's fair. So I guess moving on to the the next big story. There's so many big stories. I never would have thought we'd finally get the pause button and it wouldn't even be the, in the, the tops. Top, the top, top story. Stories, right? <laughs> pause button comes through. I yeah. know. And I don't even care. (laughs) I don't even care. care. (laughs) I do care. I care because I've been hearing people ask for that button for years. I know. Yeah, I know. For that reason, I care. I'm like, okay, yeah, but they they got what. No, that's that's true. That's absolutely true. (laughs) So uh, Peloton announced their first, uh, or they're not their first, but their next new product, the Peloton Guide. I can't even not shake my head as you talk about it. I'm upset about this. I'm upset. You start shaking your head before you finish. I'm just like I'm already shaking my head (laughs) because because like guys, you came out with this price. It's it's five hundred dollars. So it's $100 more than the the tempo move. It doesn't come with weights. The tempo move does. And it doesn't even count your reps. It doesn't do any real form correction. It just lets you see how your form is. And as one person succinctly put it, so it's a freaking mirror. I I just, I'm upset. I'm upset. (laughs) Your perspective is kind of what the Forbes article. Yes. That's what the writer is basically said exactly what you just, (laughs) just said. But he positions it as who knows, maybe maybe there is some version of form correction coming and rep counting 
because how they talk to it is very vague. Like. It is, which is not so, good. It's not good. I mean, I've seen people <laughs> say, I, no, I mean, really, like you're coming out at Christmas and you expect people, holidays, whatever, you expect right. people to hold off on this purchase. That's not going to be shipping right. until January, right? right? Okay. Right. And yet you did not explain to me what it is and what it does and why I need it. And no, I mean, come on. They're better than this. They are better than yeah. this. I expect more. Yeah. I'm really upset. Like I am legit yeah. upset. This is, this is the worst I have ever seen them do. And, and they need to hear it. I hope somebody is listening to me because right. they don't listen to my feedback and damn it. This is bad. This is bad. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to try real hard to give like an opposing position. Okay. All right. Let's, let's Although go. I don't have an opposing position, but I'm going to try. Ah, okay. It's like the McLaughlin okay. group. <laughs> Let me have it, so, John. <laughs> okay, so I, I know that Tempo came out with the move, right. you know, last week. Right. And you're right. It's $100 less expensive. Right. And it comes with weights. And a little cabinet. But that thing is in a cabinet. Yeah. It's kind of slick looking. It is. But it's that nice. thing, caught, that, that, that's going to run you $39 a month. Yeah. And from a Peloton perspective, that just comes included in your all access membership. And if you don't have all access membership, it's just the same monthly cost as digital. That so is true. That's like twenty six dollars less a month than the tempo. I'm trying hard. OK. Than the tempo move. Thus, if you just wait six or seven months, you probably saved enough for those weights anyway. OK. Okay, but did that work? Did that work? Well, you know, you have some good points, but but here's the thing. What I mean about them not doing a great job with this and they can do better. Why is it that the very first article that I saw said it cost more? It said twelve ninety five additional. It did not say it was included in all access. Now, I know that they've cleared that up and it has been. Right. But but even in their their press release in the bottom left hand corner, it said $12.95 additional. It said additional. Guys, you are better than this. If you're going to push this shit out, then be clear. You cannot expect people to read your minds. And so you, and and there's so many choices to your point earlier. So like, I just, I just feel it could have been better. I want to root for them. And and I'm not saying this won't sell to your point, John, it's going to sell. There's so many people that are going to get it just because it's included. But is that a good right. reason? Is that a good reason? Right. Are we just Apple right. now? Like, oh, well, yeah. well, you know, we already got it. I might as well just buy this. Is that a good reason? Right. And so that's where I was trying hard to do the opposing. <laughs> but, but I align with everything you said. You, for me, this is about for me. I, I'm looking for Peloton to be an innovator. I'm looking for them to be who they said they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You keep telling me you're innovative. Right. Every time I hear them talk, they tell me they innovate. They say that, I hear it. Now I'm looking to see it. I don't see that in this product yet. I mean, I know that I know that, you know, Nordic Track, you know, some five years ago came out with the Fusion CST and it had electrical magnetic weight system. I guess you can call that innovative. And then and then Tonal came out with their product and theirs like it was like individual weight based and it had like lifting modes and it had like true machine learning and and like it was like a whole nother level. Now that that was innovation. And Mirror comes out with their product, and it, I mean it didn't do a lot, but it was reflective, and That's you true. can like see yourself and check your form. That's true. There's an innovation in that. Like okay, I'll give them that. And then Nordic Track came out with that big old refrigerator vault thing. 
I'm I not guess seeing I as could my, say the storage of the weights has something in it that's innovative. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it to say that. But okay. I guess there's something in there. I go, okay, that's maybe that's innovative. Okay. I'm not feeling nothing in this. I'm way, I'm trying to feel like something that I didn't see or didn't know or didn't, you know, something. I'm just not seeing that in this as well. And, and how it was delivered and the timing of when seems like it was based on current environment the timing of the announcement like it'd have been nice if it came out before the holidays and like i'm not the whole thing i agree i, I was just trying to like be that i know and those are table. valid points and they are what, valid you're, points. what you make about like yeah like you're gonna get a lot more for your money if this thing right. interests you you might as well just go ahead right. and get the, the peloton membership but right. But yeah, I mean, I think that they'll sell some of these because the price point is low enough for a yeah. lot of Peloton right. users that that's not a, a lot of money for for some of them. And right. and it's already baked in your subscription for. So why not? But I also feel right. like it's also it has to go on yet another device like you can't you, it's going to go on a TV and I instead of right. necessarily on your bike or tread. So now and so now it might live in another part of the house for some people. Right. I feel like for. I feel like the only thing is stopping this this thing from being the first Peloton clothes hanger is that it's too small to actually hold any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Well, <laughs> well, you know what? Also, I mean, it, it's it, just like the bike and the tread. They can push updates out to it. They can. They can continue to innovate with the software. They can, you know, from my perspective, it sounds like, I don't know, maybe it. Maybe it will do no, more down the road. I, I will say the things I hear is that this this product is going to look a lot cooler and a lot different in about 12 months. Um, that's what I hear on the street. You know, um, I'm hearing that there, go. there are going to be things added to it that are going to be really cool. Uh, and, and so, you know, that, that I am excited about that. I just I just think that maybe. Maybe we should have just waited then. <laughs> like maybe that just wasn't the best time. I don't know. I mean, everything I'm hearing about this is just not that exciting. And I, I want I want to be excited. I want to run out and buy it. I want to be like, I, I got to have this. And I, and I don't feel that way. I do want to mention that one of the things that I think has been overlooked on all of this, including by my by me, is that uh, the wearable ships with this Peloton's first, oh. uh, you know, new wearable. And um, I'm hearing amazing things about it. I heard that it goes on your forearm like a scotchy. Is that how you say it? Scotchy. And that uh, it, it's even waterproof to some degree and that it's light years better than the original Peloton heart rate monitor. So I don't think you can buy it by itself. So Get on that Peloton. And I think that we're going to hear a lot more about it because they haven't started shipping yet. But I am hearing really good things about the wearable. And I don't think there's any innovation there either. But I do think it's a step in the right direction. There are people that don't want to buy an Apple Watch or a Garmin or another thing to wear. And this will be a really good option for them that's going to work across all Peloton devices. And so that will be a really good thing. I think the Peloton is going to be just fine. Like I want to circle back to that. But I do think right. this is a miss and they need to hear that and they need to own it. They, they need to know this is not their best and that's my opinion so will you be buying one no <laughs> i have a tonal like i mean i don't see the point yeah, What's i the have point? a tonal and you know and i got like literally you guys saw i just bought 100 dumbbells 90 90s and 80s yeah, i mean like, you don't need so, it and i'm not sure i'm not dragging those from the garage in the house either 
It's hard enough to get them in the garage. So you can't. So like, and you would have to put a TV in your garage, but you have a TV have in your garage. You could do yeah, it. True. You could do it. I guess it. I could. <laughs> I guess I'm just not buying it because it didn't seem impressive. <laughs> Well, maybe you'll change you your mind. You guys made me say it. You made me say it. <laughs> yeah. Take that. Take well, that. Well, that means you agree with the stock market because our our final article for this portion is Barron's reporting that like they unveiled the guide and like the stock market went and. Yeah, they did. They did say and and it, and and in fact they they showed their dis their disinterest by um sinking the stock market further after it came out. And I really thought the stock market would go up this week just because they came out with a new device, even if people weren't super thrilled about it. But no, that is not what happened. That is not what happened. But also, you know, uh, it, it's not just you know it wasn't just a Peloton dropping. There, well, it was after that earnings call, but <laughs> over the last couple of days. I mean, Nautilus has been dropping. That's true. They had an earnings call, too, and theirs wasn't all that great either. And so has Beachbody. Um, so I think the, some of this is just relative to the concept of things are reopening. Planet Fitness, they've been up. That's I mean, a good point. Good point, All John. of these reopening stocks are up. All of these, you know, pandemic stocks are, you know, I think so. Some of this is relative to that. But I, I can't help but also state that some of these decisions I got to assume and some of this reporting I got to assume is, is a part of Peloton's challenge as well. Absolutely. So, you know, one other thing that I, I do want to mention for people who are listening that, you know, I am hearing that the rower, which has been long anticipated, is coming out next year. But I'm also hearing we are going to get an official announcement at homecoming that's what i'm hearing so um you know that gives people a little bit of a time frame because i know a lot of people have been holding off they've been waiting for years Mm -hmm. and i think that people are going to be a lot more excited about the rower because we know that the content will be awesome and i think that 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 will that will be something else that is exciting to people remember at homecoming (laughs) this year it was announced that we were going to get a pause button oh yeah oh yeah that happened. Yeah, now we got it. What was this, like six months later? I- it was weird that they told us. I guess it just wanted to, I don't know. I can't explain that. They said later this year, like, it was always the plan. But I don't know. I don't know why. Why did it take six more months? I don't know. It's just another element of speed of progression and innovation that keeps kind of pinching at my neck. So you've you've been in IT for a long time. Is it possible that as the system gets more complex, it's more it just slows down it's innovation cumbersome. because now it's just so big and and it's difficult to work within it now. Is that a thing? Absolutely, but how, uh, yeah, absolutely, but how do you compete like that? I don't like, know. I, yeah. you know. I I got you. I mean, you're absolutely right. Things get more complex and and you have to be more um intent about how you test and how you manage projects absolutely you got to be a little more agile but i mean that's how it works you, to compete you've got to adapt and so people that just, piece loses me i don't quite i don't i don't get it either and people keep saying well they just need to buy tonal well guys 
Tonal's doing just fine. Tonal doesn't want to be bought. Yeah. But you missed the boat if that's what they wanted to do, especially when you publicly say things like John Foley said, and I love John Foley, but I have never agreed with the statement that there is nothing impressive in the market right now. Tonal's fucking impressive. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I mean, you don't have to like it or want to buy it, but don't. it's not true. It's simply not true. Like, is much as I feel like Peloton, the bike was amazing and like the coolest thing ever. I feel the same way about Tonal. And I think I think you're fooling yourself when you don't admit that. Like someone jumped on me today in my group. Uh oh, I was trying to defend the Peloton. What's it? The guide. The guide. Defend it. And I was going, well, you know, it's the most cost effective strength (laughs) product in the space now. And they're like cost effective. Like, doesn't that include like its, its effectiveness and its features? And they like they were like, well, if it doesn't have the same features as like the tone only the other thing, the truly cost effective. And then I had to just switch it up. And I was like, well, I can't speak to that. I don't know the effectiveness of the features in these other products. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can just say it's the cheapest. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. Maybe you're right. John was like, know. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just going to walk out of that. I don't know why. I feel That's like, and point, I know actually. Peloton will hate hearing this. I feel like the guide sold a lot of tonals this week. I think it did. I think there were a lot of people that have been looking at that tonal and like, but I'm already in the Peloton ecosystem. Let me see what they're going to give me. And they saw this and they were like, guess it's time to buy a tonal. But I'm I'm hearing there's going to be a tonal like device 2023. Like it's coming. But is Two years? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing that. I'm hearing Peloton is coming out with a device that is tonal-like. It's going to have, you know, the arms and things. But that's, we're talking you know, 2023. What's interesting about that is Nautilus said in their earnings call, they purchased some company, and I can't remember the name of it now, but they're projecting out and they're saying sometime, I want to say next year, that they're going to be getting into uh, building in more machine learning and AI into their products based on this purchase. Mm. And so, and I was thinking, oh, wait a minute, all these companies kind of are building that in now. And now Peloton's in that space as well. But Nautilus is going to be a little further out. They're just a little further behind. They're trying to get there. This sounds like that. Like, you know, Peloton's trying to get there, but it's just going to take, they're trying they're just a little, you know, when you're not the best, trend. sometimes you got to put the ego aside and just join forces. And that yeah. didn't happen here. I don't know. Maybe I'll be wrong in the long run. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be lifting my dumbbells, though. I know. I know. You love your iron. I, don't know. I love my tonal. <laughs> I'm going to do my tonal and I'm going to run on my treadmill and I'm going to ride my bike and I'm going to be happy with that. Bike, run on my treadmill. I did a run this morning. It was just, it was, well, it was a run walk but, <laughs> you know, this morning. I had to qualify that. It, I wasn't running the whole time. That's okay. It's a run walk. We don't judge did you. Okay, did you right? run? Then you're a runner. Don't don't. I did yourself. run. Then then you ran. There you and go. then I walked. That's so. Yeah. That's cool down. Okay. That's taking yeah. a break. It's okay. It's okay. We'll allow <laughs> intervals, man. Yes. Intervals. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> intervals. And it was with Kirsten Ferguson. Uh, Kirsten. Kirsten, Kirsten Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah, yeah, her. yeah. She's so funny. Yeah. yeah. She's so funny. Yeah, she's playing some good music. So yes. I was glad I could walk because then I was trying to sing and I can't really sing. I know I you definitely can't sing running. I know you don't like country, but you should check out her country run. It was pretty, yeah? pretty <laughs> epic. It really was. Oh, okay. It really was. He's it like, might be okay. a good thing because I won't know the song, so I won't be trying to sing. 
I, th- that's true. That's true. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the stuff that, you know, like the, the hip hop stuff. Like I don't, I don't know it. Like I'm like, so, sometimes I literally will stop and be like, what did they just say? Like, I have to hear the lyrics because I'm like, I, I'm a lyric person. I'm a lyric driven yeah. person. And so like, if I can't, if I don't know the lyrics, it's hard for me to get lost in it. You know, does that make sense? That's the problem with hip hop. I absolutely get it. That's the problem with hip hop and running and being out of breath. It's too yeah. many words. Yes. And I know them. And I'm just out and of breath. And you're saying all of them. Out. Yeah. Yes. Especially if you got somebody like Tech Nine. <laughs> <laughs> See? Like that guy. The problem. It's like the guy who used to do the micro machine commercials. Oh, does he say it that fast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. He's crazy uh-huh. really fast. fast. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, crazy fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, thank you, John, for joining us. Until next week, <laughs> where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook in my page or group, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on the Tickety Talk, Run, <laughs> Lift, and Live. Or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. And whatever you do, don't don't find us and yell at us this week, right, John? Whether you agree oh. or not, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, they already yelled at me. Because remember, at one point, I was like, hold out for the Peloton strength. And like, yeah, they're jumping all over me now. A bunch of people said the same thing you said, Tom. They're like, well, we're going to get the tonal now. Well, give, give them our promo code. Yeah, make sure you set the clip out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm already getting yelled at. So oh. anyway. Well, try to have a good week. Yes. <laughs> Talk to you later. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these 
I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the <laughs> best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O Bye Getting the Psychological Edge with Dr. Jen. So joining us once again is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. She also has a long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. Plus, as if that's not enough, she's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. And, and I just can't get off my Peloton bike. She's literally on her Peloton bike, and we have her on camera this week. And so if you want to go to our YouTube channel, you can see Dr. Jen on her bike. Yes, she owns one. I guess now you own two, right? So I own two. Yeah. So so she can... And two um, And two... I didn't know it was two treads. Yeah. Oh, gosh. She can... I don't think she fully understands how stereo works. That's not what they mean by the yeah. two <laughs> channels. But uh, given your background, I would have thought that you'd be hip to that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> you can also see you're giving me the stink eye, yeah, which I was is always like, fun. And she's going to hang up. Yes. <laughs> So, okay. I adore you, Tom. I'm, I'm all in. It. And look, if I get if I get really stressed, I can just start riding. Yeah. There so you go. if he takes you off, just re, if you start yeah. riding, we know, we know that you're stressed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, this first question that we have from the clip out community is from Barbara Lom. Uh, she goes by the leaderboard name Lake Norman Ryder. She says that the Peloton bike has shown her she can be exceedingly competitive. Uh, she says that that's surprising in her 50s that she's just now figuring that out. She enjoys hitting new PRs, but she is embarrassed by how motivating she finds silently passing unsuspecting leaderboard names. She... <laughs> I just I'm picture... sure she's passed me many times. Same. Same. <laughs> she says she's not an athlete, yet she finds herself disappointed when she does not finish in the top 10% overall or the top few women in her age group. Group, even though intellectually she knows and so appreciate that the Peloton community is about collaboration rather than competition and that all bikes are not created equally. Uh, she is emotionally perplexed how compelled she is to keep my external facing stats as shiny as possible. Uh, there's a lot of big words here. My inexplicable disappointment of lowering my average output on my profile that I acknowledge nobody but me ever looks at or cares about often derails my training plans by converting a needed recovery or cool down ride into a competition and enticing me to ride when I'm not feeling 100%. How can I use my newly found competitive drive for good to increase my fitness in healthy ways and ignore that drive when it's not serving me well? Whoa, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> it, it is, and, and I, I have many thoughts. And look, the first is what really landed for me was the way she said the external facing stats. Mm. And I can't help but wonder if the external facing stats are a priority in her life in other areas. If she's caring more about what other people think of her, 
her accomplishments, the way she looks, maybe the way she dresses, the way her family looks, the way her home is, you know, that long list that we, especially as women, tend to have. And if this is just a metaphor for something she struggles with in other areas of her life. So that would be the first thing. I would really implore her to do a little soul searching and to look at where else is this a theme in my life that I can work on. Then the second is, you know, look, it sounds like there's a part of her that is really kind of tickled that she's like discovered this kind of beast that is competitive within her and she's enjoying that. And so I don't want to take that away, but there's a line that it sounds like she's crossing where her recovery ride is turning into a competitive element that's actually detrimental to her physically and her, her recovery and also her enjoyment. So what I would recommend for her is to carve out specific workouts that you allow yourself to be competitive on and then have other ones where maybe you hide the leaderboard or you put a towel over over your your screen until you're done or find some way to make it about the process. And I would really encourage during those particular rides that those be almost centering meditative rides, even if they're hard rides, that you really kind of tune into your body and what is my body needing right now? And where are my muscles tired? And where do I have the lactic acid buildup? And where am I feeling like I actually may need a rest? And give yourself that. And I think that that's also a good metaphor for your life in general. I think that we, a lot of us, especially I think in the Peloton community where we tend to be a little on the type A side, not that I know anything about this, Mm -hmm. but that we tend to have a hard time letting ourselves rest. We tend to kind of, it's very easy to go down the Peloton rabbit hole in a positive way or a negative way of like, oh, that I took that class. Oh, this one looks good too. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to do this. Oh, wait, I did 10 classes yesterday. Today I only did two. Like, we really have to be very careful that we don't cross that line into turning it into something unhealthy. So I, I say really the key is carve out competitive rides, competitive workouts, but carve out ones that aren't. And if you find yourself struggling with the ones that aren't, start to ask yourself, what's going on with me internally that I'm struggling to not be competitive? Am I having trouble staying, like sitting in my own skin? Am I having trouble sitting in my own thoughts? Because when we are so focused on the numbers and the other people and our stats and all that stuff, we're not necessarily in our bodies and in our minds, and it can be a bit of an escape. So I would really recommend that she pay attention to that and ask herself, what's going on that maybe I'm trying to escape? What's going on that maybe I am kind of trying to distract myself with all this other stuff? Can I add a like personal training aspect to that as well? Um, Well, I was just thinking that another another thing that I feel like in addition to all of the mental stuff you just talked about, that you got to give yourself time to have those slower rides because that will allow you to PR like more like you'll you'll be able to do more if you take a little bit of a step back from a physical side. I just thought I would add that as well. And, and it's, it's absolutely true. And, and it's something that I've talked about with, with quite a few of the Peloton instructors I'm friends with. It's something that I had to really experiment in my own workouts and kind of what my, what my active, when my rest day turned into an active rest day, kind of like, 
what's the line? What, what do I say? Like, Hey, okay. You know what? There's no running on an active rest day. There's no cycling on active rest day. Yoga. Okay. Stretching. Okay. A walk. Okay. But that's it. So it, it, it's really important. I agree with you hundred percent crystal that knowing what your body needs in order to let it rest, let it recover, but also give yourself the best chance to score those PRs and not exhaust yourself too much is really important. Awesome. I think it's interesting the way competitive people can react differently just because I consider myself very competitive, which is why I don't do it. Yeah, right? you're like, the opposite. Like if I'm like, well, if I can't be competitive, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to try. And I'll go find something I can be competitive at. Tom, you should ride with me. I'm always at the bottom of the leaderboard. <laughs> I mean... You're, but there'll yeah. be other people on the ride. So. Right, you just ignore them. You just and turn I, off the leaderboard. Yeah. I'm not good at that. But, but yeah, they, I actually, I, I watch, <laughs> and look, I mean, you know, I'm in really good shape. I, I'm a former elite level athlete, but I. You're not like, selling it. Like, that's <laughs> not enticing. That? <laughs> you're not selling it to me. Like, that's not enticing. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm an elite level, level athlete. Come do it with me. No. <laughs> well, one of the things that I actually like when people pass me is I get a kick out of people's leaderboard names. Oh. I love seeing people's leaderboard names. And if I'm feeling like I'm on a ride and I'm dragging and I'm like, you know what, like I need something, I start to read people's leaderboard names. <laughs> I love that. I think that's a great way to, you know, make lemonade out of it and find exactly. uh, something to enjoy. So I think that's a great also peloton specific tip that not yes. other people could piece of advice other professionals could probably give so i tip. uh one of the reasons i like running on the treadmill so much is because uh, i well so so frequently i'm not doing a live ride or a run you know it's it's usually on demand and as soon as i hop on a run there's few enough people that are on the run that i can go through and high five everybody once just to be like yeah i'm here hello <laughs> and then i go away <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for the, the advice. Uh, until next week, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on social media at Dr. Jed Man. Two ends on Jed, two ends on Man. I post all of my Peloton workouts on my Insta stories. And you can also check out In Style Magazine, Hump Day with Dr. Jen. I have a weekly call all, all about sex and relationships. Awesome. Thank you. Peloton in the news. We touched on this earlier in the episode, but uh, you finally have a pause button. Aren't you excited? <laughs> I mean, I never cared one way or another. Like, I know I know the people need it, so I'm not I'm Absolutely. not judging. It makes I'm, I like I've never understood the controversy. If you're against the pause button, just don't, don't use it. Don't press it. Yeah. Right. Like it's it. You know, it, I haven't used it. I probably won't use it. But the good news is that you're taking off the leaderboard because that was the big that was the big like hubbub around right. it. So if you do use it, you are immediately taken off the leaderboard, but you can still get a PR, which I also think you shouldn't be able to get a PR because it goes on your record. So like, I don't think. Yeah. If you took a big 20 minute break to get your win back. That's kind of bullshit. That's not really. But at the end of the day, you know what? That's between you, your integrity regarding what right. you think of your PRs. Right. right? Like, so. 
who, there's already people that don't mind jacking their bikes and yeah, lying so, about it. So who, who cares? Who cares? Like, I've given up on trying to be competitive on this thing yeah. because I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I just yeah. want to be better than I was yesterday. And I only need my stats for that. So I don't care. Yeah, I just don't care. So I'm glad that they they listen to people, though. I'm glad that it finally happened and that maybe we can stop arguing about it. I can't wait to find out what the new argument will be about. (laughs) The only thing we know for sure is it will be about something. Yes. Yes, we do. So in light of the (laughs) stock and all the craziness that has been going on there, Peloton has put in a hiring freeze. They did. We talked last week about how they changed the uh, commission for those people in retail stores. Um, And I had somebody reach out and ask me if it's true. Yes, it's true. That happened. But they also did a hiring freeze across all departments. So um, they are now not hiring anybody. And I think that it's smart that they are pulling those levers they discussed. And uh, I'm glad that it's across the board and not just in showrooms. Absolutely. It shouldn't just fall on the back of, I mean, it's, it's a shame that it's, they have to go down this road, but Absolutely. like it shouldn't just fall on the back of the people in the showrooms. Agreed. And yeah. and just a reminder, if you're going to be buying anything, please go to the showroom, call them, email them, chat with them. They will, they will help you. You do not need to go online just to buy your stuff. Like, please go to your showroom, support them. And file under, and the hits just keep on coming. John Foley is no longer a billionaire. They uh, actually came to his house and seized his top hat and monocle. <laughs> they did. They yes. took the monocle. Rouge and- McDuck will no longer return his phone calls. <laughs> it's been an awkward time. <laughs> uh, I kind of feel bad for him because when I posted about this, everybody was like, oh, poor baby. Yeah. You know? And it's not like he was going around saying, I mean, he's a, and at the end of the day, like, I mean, we're just having fun. But as for our UK listeners, we're just taking the piss out of them. Uh, but uh, but like, it's not like he ran around like, look at me, I'm a billionaire. No. And now it, it's like he was a billionaire on paper and now he's not a billionaire on paper. He's just really effing rich. On now paper. he's just a like millionaire. Yeah, like he's I'm sure nothing really has changed much about his day to day life. Agreed. Is my guess. Agreed. Of course, then we say that. <laughs> But the very next article is John Foley sells his house in the Hamptons. My, I can't imagine that this is related. Like I, no. I, 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 I feel like he, he just whatever reason I don't need a house in the Hamptons anymore. Like I don't, right. I don't think that happened. And the next day he's like start selling things. It's, no, but but yeah. news cycle wise, it doesn't look great. It doesn't. It but, doesn't look great. Yeah, but, but but it's his house in the Hamptons. It's not like his main residence. Right. And. If even if times were hard, now he has four point five million dollars whenever he sells it. So yes. he'll be fine. Yeah, it's I mean, really, it's a really good time to sell a house. It is a good time to I, sell a house. I feel like there's never probably a bad time to sell a house in the Hamptons. I think that's true. But it's probably even better now. So it's yeah. And of course, I, I'm assuming it comes with all the Peloton stuff, right? I I I can only assume. Yeah. It's everywhere. If you're, he's trying to sweeten the deal. He'll throw in a guide for free. <laughs> no, he won't. They don't start shipping till January, Tom. <laughs> he promises he will ship you a guide when they're There you available. go. Also, uh, Peloton announced this week that they will be requiring all their employees to get fully vaccinated. Yep. Anybody who lives in the United States or Canada has to have their va- their second shot 
by December 24th. Now, if they live in a city or state that prohibits vaccine mandates, then they are exempt. But Peloton is still encouraging that they do it regardless of location. And my understanding is that uh, even if they don't, they still have to get testing done. Yeah, I think that's how most businesses are handling it, that it's like, well, if you don't get the shot, then you're going to get tested once a week or every three days or something like that. So, yeah. Peloton has released their new holiday commercial. (laughs) Yeah, I really dug it. It was uh, kind of a Scrooge-like character playing a Santa, and uh, he's wearing Peloton gear, and the more he exercises, the jollier he gets. Mm -hmm. Uh, And don't forget, hella swole, my favorite quote (laughs) in the commercial. I thought the weird thing, though, was when Jacob Marley bought him the Peloton without him asking for one. (laughs) I... But that was a nice nod. <laughs> Peloton's all like, oh, man, I remember those controversies. Right? They were great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this the guy from Netflix's love? And it is. he was also on Fleabag. It is. People have been uh, telling me left and right. We need to get him on the show because, yes, he is. He is a known person. He plays such a great dick. He does. He does. Oh my god. His role in Fleabag, I wanted to punch him in the face. Same on Love, which if you haven't watched Netflix is Love. It was such a good show. But yeah. People love Peloton. (laughs) People love apparel. Mm -hmm. People love threesomes. And so (laughs) here we are with a three-way team up. That's true. It's It's checking all the boxes. It is. It's Adidas, it's Beyonce, and it's Peloton. Three great tastes that taste great together, I guess. Okay. No? I don't know. It's kind of weird with the threesome joke, but we're going to move on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, this came out today, and uh, it's very polarizing. Uh, The colors are very vivid, um, and if you like lime green or... uh, Highlighter yellow as my daughter says um, Then then this is up your alley It's called shock slime And uh, shock slime Yes that is the color okay. that is the color So apparently it's a four way Nickelodeon Is now involved <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But there's there's like something for everybody There's um, there's like kind of a, a Black and yellow set there's an Olive green and yellow set there's an all Yellow set and all olive set And then like they have a couple of Gender neutral uh, drops That are black and yellow and then there's one that's um, there's just a few like t-shirts and stuff that are gender neutral. There's also a ultra boost pair of ultra boost okay. shoes, which I love. Does um, it make you jump more or something? What's that do? I mean, Robin wears them, so oh, I just is like, what are they boosting? They're my, my favorite uh, tie dye shoes that I have. They're ultra boost. Okay, I love them. These are olive green though, with the shock slime uh, accents, and uh, my daughter told me they were ugly. So I didn't get them and they are now sold out. So that was so you're like, she better be right. She better be right. They better actually be ugly. I mean, I was having trouble because it's not like the thing is, I didn't think they were necessarily like hideous, but I don't really have anything to wear with them. Yeah. Like, it's not like I have an outfit, even one outfit that I could justify. So but a lot of people have and uh, it sold out very quickly on Adidas's website and it in some pieces sold out pretty quickly on the Peloton website. So uh, dropped today and, and it went very well, very well. I saw someone post in the group and I for, apologize for not remembering your name, but it was about apparel. So I don't really 
care. But uh, but the topic. And yet here we are. But here we are. I'm still talking about it. So uh, that Adidas sent out an email with links Mm -hmm. before anybody else did. And so a lot of stuff was gone before the kind of the non Adidas crowd. Only on the Adidas website, though. Okay. Like there was still plenty of stuff in the Peloton store. Oh, so it was sold out on there. Okay. I I mean, there was still plenty in the Peloton store. So I kind of felt like that Adidas was pushing it on their website. And that's why they sent out those links. But it was still out on the Peloton website on time. And there was still plenty of stuff there. Now, as the afternoon wore on, it, it did. Some of the things started to sell out. But it was fine. It was fine. And and I looked this morning. There was stuff that was already sold out in the UK and in Australia this morning. Like oh. when I logged on. So oh, wow. so things things definitely did sell out fast. But what you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I had a feeling it would. I did warn everyone. You so. did. Guys don't listen. They don't. At least some of them. Yeah. So uh, Shape Magazine uh, passed guest last week's guest Michelle, Michelle K. K has a review of the guide. I guess she's been using it behind the scenes mm-hmm. for a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, and so she has some. Can you thoughts. believe she didn't spill the beans when she was just talking to us? Well, I'm sure she signed like a 45 page NDA. I'm sure so. she did. I'm sure she yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give her a pass. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, she was very, very happy with it. She felt like, you know, it's going to do a lot for strength and that it it has a lot of benefits. And, you know, one thing that we didn't talk about, we were talking about with John earlier. One thing about this and the tempo move, for that matter, is Uh it's great for small spaces. Like it it is. It is very compact and not. And so, like, especially if you live somewhere where you're in an apartment, like in New York City. Right. You don't have a big wall that you can stick a tonal on. This is a great alternative. I I forgot to say that. And it is a very fair point. Yeah. And yeah, we do forget that we make fun of living in the midwest but one of the things you get is space yeah so it's not something we really think about because because we do have space and so we don't think about (laughs) not everybody has that right or they live in homes that don't that are like older because there's so many older homes you know in in the colonial area they were built like 200 years before anything we have here in the midwest yeah so they have different materials that they used and you can't always stick a tonal on those either absolutely Windows Central has an article about how Peloton worked with Microsoft to add closed captioning for deaf users. Yeah, I had mentioned a few weeks ago that now there's live t- subtitles and it mm-hmm. kind of made fun of them because some of them are funny. Sure. But um, but on the whole, they work really well. And uh, I thought this was cool because it's kind of like the unsung, the unsung heroes in the background that you don't always you know, know what's going on. Right. And uh, th- this is pretty cool that if it weren't for Microsoft Azure, which is a platform, then none of this would have happened so it's really cool there was a collaboration and they were able to do that for to make to make it more accessible for deaf individuals or people that need closed captioning for any reason so eMarketer writes about uh, one of the things Peloton is complaining about in terms of why they feel like maybe some of their they've seen some drop in sales is that Apple has made some changes to their privacy settings which makes it harder to do uh, what we refer to as remarketing. Yeah, which I find funny because I did mention this last week when we talked about it. Yeah. Um, because that was really the the gist of why Apple came up in context of the conversation during the earnings call. Yeah. Um, and people seem to really be focused on this. It's like they're upset that like, oh, Peloton can't remarket to me. So, and I get it on the one hand because like, but but like all companies are saying this is not just Peloton. Right. Like, and and it's it's really Apple like we have all this data and it's worth a, a gajillion dollars. And so we're not just going to let you access it in the same way anymore, which is 
I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about that in terms of like is. But, but they don't just so you know, because you don't have an apple. So I just want to be clear. Make sure you understand yeah. that like part of the change is that now each individual app. I can say whether or not I want to be remarketed to. Yeah. So it's not just it's not just Apple saying we're not going to share it anymore. It's each individual consumer now making the choice whether or not they want to be remarketed to. Can you say no to Apple? I don't know. Like that to me, that would be a big difference. If you can say no to Apple too. You can say it on every single app. Okay. I'm just, you know. And, and just, to, just to tell people how little I care about this, like I say yes to almost all of them. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like it, does, it doesn't bother me if they know where I'm going. I'm not doing anything that I'm, like I'm upset about. Like I'm, I, go to the, I, I go to the stores I go to and I don't care if things are directed at me. I'm such like a, a marketing guy that I'm, that I'm kind of like, well, if I like this company, I, I want to see what else they're going to sell. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of how I look at it too. Like it actually saves me time. So I just. <laughs> well, I guess I am too. <laughs> Gizmodo has an article about uh, the Peloton tread is back and it's very good. They're digging the Peloton tread. Yeah, and this was the Australian uh, Gizmodo. Oh, there it worth. is. Dot AU. Yeah, yeah I, I just, just I just wanted to point that out because there's been a lot of reviews about the new Peloton tread and they have very they've been very, very positive. You know, uh, it kind of got lost in the shuffle with the earnings call last week. Sure. But the NPS was very high and it's because the reviews are so good about it. I'm, I'm hearing lots of good things about the tread. So hopefully we'll get back to kind of normal on that and people will have their treads and they will be happy. And while we're talking about reviews, Shape Magazine, once again, Michelle Kay, I don't know when she sleeps. I don't either. Um, but uh, did a review of the Bike Plus. I guess they just went ahead and threw a guide in the box as they shipped that over to her. <laughs> um, but uh, she has a review about the Bike Plus and she was digging that too. Yeah, as as uh, she, she just seems to love everything that Peloton, which I don't blame her. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the I mean, most people know about the Bike Plus, but it's got lots of things that the regular bike doesn't. And so she highlights them in the Shape magazine. If you want to read it, Tom will send it out this week whenever he sends out the newsletter. So you can see all of the highlights. Oh, so much pressure. I know. Now you got to do it. Clip out. Joining us once again from MetPro to answer your nutrition questions. It's Angelo. How's it going? Hi, hey guys. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. Uh, so we put out the uh, the salt shaker, you know, the salt. It's like we sometimes we do a salt shaker. Sometimes we do like a fork and a knife bat signal, uh, you know, for uh, you. Okay. So, so we have <laughs> today we have a question from Vanessa Favel Sites and she wants to know. This seems hard to me. Uh, maybe the five best tips for adjusting metabolism and trimming fat that are easy to fit in a busy schedule. She says that counting calories and macros would be hard because she has a full-time job and four kids, etc. And it's boring. <laughs> and she doesn't have much weight to lose. Maybe five pounds. She's only trying to lose five pounds here and to tone. Uh, but eating enough so as not to eat too few calories and easy adjustments that she will actually implement. Whew, that's a tall okay. order. <laughs> there, there it is. Vanessa, you said? Yes. Okay, well, five to, well, what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna start talking. You guys tell me when I get to five. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, okay, so here's what I'll do in this case. So I, again, I'm gonna have to extrapolate a little because I, you know, I, I just made this comment. I don't know whether you're a 350 pound power lifter or a, a 110 pound ballerina or anything in between. So uh, enough calories to not lose muscle is very subjective. But what I can do is let me give you kind of my 
top disruptive behaviors. And so here's here's the trick. And hopefully, Vanessa, this is kind of what you were looking for. You're not wanting necessarily a bite for bite manuscript meal plan like we might do for a client, but you want some give me a best of strategies, help me stay tone, but take off another five pounds. The key is all going to revolve around time management. Maybe you weren't expecting me to say that, but that's the number one thing that I talk with my clients about. This preparation. Is <laughs> number, they know. They know. Number one thing, preparation. And if so, if you have, in fact, let me see if we can do this like someone's grabbing the cane. Give me one, one second. <laughs> we lost Angelo. There you go. Okay. Oh, He's back. In He's fact, back. I have my handy dandy clipboard. I so happen to have 11 disruptive behaviors oh. listed on it, as this is one of my seminars that I give. <laughs> Number one, you can't make this stuff up, folks. Prepare your afternoon snacks. So if I had to pick one disruptive behavior uh, to rule them all, prepare your afternoon snack. But there's an asterisk. You have to prepare it in the morning. And here's why. Because if you wake up in the morning and you prepare a clean afternoon snack, we're going to get two for the price of one. Because if you're already grabbing some fruit and nuts or string cheese and some protein or a, a veggie patty and whatever it is that's your jam, but that's healthy and clean and you're putting it in a little brown paper bag or your, or your to-go container, you're going to also have breakfast because all the food's there. So you're not going to miss breakfast. And then because you've prepared it and you set it aside and nobody likes rotting food in a brown paper bag, <laughs> you're going to eat it because you don't want to bring that disgusting thing home. Right. right. So I'm going to get two for the price of one. Cause if I get breakfast and I get an afternoon snack, you know what else I'm going to end up getting? I'm going to get lunch. Because you're not going to make it all the way from breakfast. You eat breakfast, your metabolism speeds up. You're not going to make it all the way to the small afternoon snack, but you promised me on air that you're going to eat that afternoon snack. So what's going to happen? You're going to get a reasonable lunch. You're not going to overeat at lunch because you know you have an afternoon snack coming. And if you have an afternoon snack, that means you're not going to have low blood sugar and eat everything at sight at dinner, which means you're more likely to get a good dinner, which means you're less likely to eat Doritos after dinner. You see how that works? I'm just knocking them dead. Winning, 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 right? Okay, number two. Don't exercise. What? Until your food is prepped. Okay. Okay. Phew. Don't exercise until your food is prepped. That's a rule I actually have to impose for some of my clients. Really? Because it's that important. And it's not that I don't want exercise. You guys know this. <laughs> we know. It's, yes, we know. The food is so critical. The food is so critical. And so many people will just recount their routine. And I wake up every morning at 445 so I can get to the gym at five. And it's two hours out of the day. And they work so hard and they get there and they wait in line for the piece of equipment that they want to use. And then they wait in line for the shower that they prefer. And then they change and they have to drive home because they forgot something before they go to work. And it's such a big rig but I want to do this for my health and I want to lose weight and I want to, you know, I want to be healthy. So I'm doing all this workout. Hey, what are you having for lunch? Oh, no clue. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, that's, I, I really do all my food prep on the weekend for that reason, because I know the week is going to be too crazy. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen if I wait. 
That's it. And I do it because she's doing it. So I'm like, well, I guess I might as well come in and get in her way. <laughs> yeah, we really need another scale. We need another food scale. Yeah. It needs to happen. So number three. <laughs> okay, number three. Number three. <laughs> I'm going down my list here. Okay. When you plateau, when you plateau, try this. And I know that intermittent fasting is all the rage right now. And yes, there is science to that. But try this. Eat more frequently. And instead of eating more, eat more frequently, spread the meals out. So if you're already like, well, I'm making good choices. I have my snacks. I have my clean foods, but I've hit a plateau. Darn it. Try eating the same, same calories, same carbs, same routine. Just spread it out. Add an extra one or two snacks. See if just that in step with a little uptick in your exercise doesn't just rock something loose. Now, it's not going to if you're at a hard plateau. I've lost 45 pounds and now I've been here for two months. By itself, it's not. But if you're just one of those teeters where it's like, man, you're all, you've are you lost a couple, you're back up a pound and you're just fighting with that, that spot, sometimes that little change can be just enough to push you through a plateau. Same principle for exercise. I think I should get, I, I think this should count as four. Yes, yeah, we will this, count this, this as four. four. Yes. yes. Same, same principle for exercise. Shorten the duration of exercise, but exercise more frequently. Guys all the time asking me, well, what can I do? I'm going to work out even harder and do this boot camp or do this just grinding session where I'm going to lift so much weight. I get squashed at the gym. And I'm like, how many days this week are you going to work out? I got there twice. <laughs> Easy, easy. Get, see if we can get four or five days, but just simple. Just shorten the length, get it intense, get in and out. Simple because frequency beats intensity. Until you reach a certain point where you're getting paid to lift the weights that you're lifting, <laughs> frequency as a habit and lifestyle is going to beat intensity. And here's why because if you have the frequency, the intensity will come. If you have the intensity, there's no guarantee that the frequency will come. I have I used to have a bag set aside as proof of that in the gym for people who can show up after not working out for an entire year and work out intensely. We would call it the throw up bag. <laughs> frequency does not have to meet intensity. So, OK, number five, last one. Long term values are better than short term goals. So I can give you all of these hot tips, tactics, strategies, but at the end of the day, long-term values beat out a short-term goal. Here's a short-term goal. I have a high school reunion. I'm getting married. My best friend is getting married and she wants me to wear that. All of these things, short-term goals, great. But what happens the day after? Where are you at three months, six months? If we move the dial an inch on your value system, now you own that. That's permanent. When I work with younger ones, when I work with teenagers, kids, I can't tell you how many parents I've had come to me. Hey, will you put Julie on a diet just for this summer? We want to take off a quick 10, um, help her out, and then you know we'll, we'll revisit it next year. No, probably not. And here's why. Here's what I will do. Over the summer, let's get her to fall in love with healthy foods and an activity that she likes that will get her moving. Why? Because at that age, that can parlay into a value that will mean something the next summer and the summer after it. Otherwise, the only thing that 
30 days is going to do is she's going to remember it as the summer that mom and dad made me eat this and not do that. And it's going to actually move the dial away from a good value in some cases. So the same principle applies to us adults, long-term values. And if you use short-term goals, tips, tricks, and tactics to get there, more power to you. Awesome. Well, There's that is five. ton. That yeah, that is five. We were counting. Yeah, we need a little ding. bell to ding. ding. Yeah, ding. but uh, well, thank you so much. And if people would like information like that tailored for their own uh, yes. fitness goals, where can they find you? Metpro.co/tco. Awesome. Thank Love you. Love to talk with you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank cool. you. Instructors in the news. How busy of a week is it? <laughs> We're just now talking about Dancing with the Stars, which is kind of refreshing. It is. Yeah. I'm I'm ready for Dancing with the Stars to be over. Yeah. Uh, like, I hope he does well. Like, I'm not rooting against he, hey, him. Hey, no matter what happens from here, he has done well. He yes. has made it to the semifinals. That's fair. So, but, but I'm just saying, I'm not rooting against him. Oh, no. I'm just kind of sick of talking about Dancing with the yeah, Stars. Yeah. It's just not our thing. Yeah. It's just not our thing. But I have to say, um, I really appreciate the gentleman, Mr. Cochran, who contacts me every Monday and make sure that I'm watching and I know what is happening because without him, I would be so behind on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. So he keeps me on track and I need it. But basically, they did really, really well. They got two tens this week, which is their first uh, 10 from Lynn. They yeah. got really high praise and two nines. And that was during their first dance where they did the Pasa Doble. And uh, they did an excellent job. I thought Cody killed it. And then he was very relaxed and very natural. And then uh, they did the dance off, which uh, they did not get the bonus points for, but they were still saved at the end. And uh, they were pretty emotionally happy about that. And I don't blame them because um, Olivia Jade went home this week and uh, I didn't know that was going to happen. I did not know that was going to happen. Also, what a spicy title. At least it wasn't for cheating. Yeah. Olivia Jade gets Oof. voted off. Dang. They're bringing the heat, the they Daily really Mail. They really are. Yeah. yeah, that was that was kind of kind of mean. Not going to lie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she did go home and somebody else went home. See, this is how little I pay attention totally. to Totally. It's like, Cody's safe. We stop watching. Yeah, I literally. <laughs> it's like it's two hours. I'm ready for bed at yeah. that point. Um, and but, I, yeah. Cinnamon Bland writes about how some people are not happy that Cody keeps making it through. Yeah, they're they're angry. Like it's it's on Twitter. They're lighting up Twitter and they're saying things like, who are these people voting for Cody? We are yeah. like, do not mess with the pillow verse. Like, we got this. Yes. Like we are going to keep showing up and voting for him. I don't care how good a job he does. We're going to vote for him. And that's not saying he's doing badly. Just to be clear. Yes. Uh, also, in case you missed it, the Dancing with the Stars on November 13th. Somebody just sent this to me. They're going to be out in Hollywood where you can actually go see the last couples, all of the couples, and you can learn some dance moves with them. So Jojo Siwa will be there. Jenna Johnson, Amanda Klutz, Alan Burstyn, Cody Rigsby, Cheryl Burke, Iman, uh, Daniela, Melora, Artem. 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 Artem will be there as well. And uh, so anyway, yeah, you could hit that this weekend. So if you happen to be in West Hollywood, it's only 25 bucks. That seems like quite the bargain. It really does to see all those people. I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Ellen Blomberg sent that to me. Thank you, Ellen. Yeah. 
if anybody gets to go to that, please let me know how it is. I would love to hear. And then finally, in our Dancing with the Stars segment, page six had an article just about how Cody Rigsby contemplated quitting Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And, you know, Tom, your instincts were correct. You thought that this would be about uh, his covid journey. And it was right in the middle of that. He he thought about quitting. He talked to his boss and his boss was like, Cody, you need to just keep going. And in a few weeks, this will just seem like a memory and you'll be past it and it'll be fine. And here we are. And he's so glad that he stayed. He was like, it's just a moment. Your brain tries to tell tries to mess with you. We all do it. We all do it. So good for him for taking his own advice and saying it's not that deep and sticking with it. Shape magazine, Michelle K. Okay, Michelle. We get it. You can write fast. <laughs> and well. Uh, has an article about Toonday is now partnering with Nike. Yeah, and Toonday was so pumped about this because you gotta remember that Toonday was overweight as a child and she was always the last person picked or the person that people refused to have on their team. She has gone from that child to repping Nike. That's awesome. That is pretty awesome. That is awesome. That is what you call she's met her dreams. Absolutely. Fantastic. And she should be proud of that. I love Toonday. She's such a bright light. Pure Wow writes about how Peloton instructor groupies are now a thing. And I simply included this article because, well, duh. Like, just, (laughs) I mean, you just became one, but we've all been one since 2015, 16, 17. Yeah, we know. It's been growing for a while. Yeah. Glad you joined it. And I'm glad you're a groupie. And I hope that you have fun. But yeah, I was just like, we can write articles about this. (laughs) Well, sure. It's the internet. You can write an article about whatever you want. That's true. That's true. It was a really long article, too. She gets paid by the word. Okay. Runner's World was uh, spotlighting all the celebrities who uh, competed in the New York City Marathon last weekend. And one of the people who made the cut was (laughs) none other than Robin Arzan. Yes, and they gave her time. It was her first, it was her 27th marathon, but it was her first one as a mom. Congrats to her for finishing in three hours and 57 minutes. And she was also supporting Every Mother Counts. So that's pretty awesome. And I have to point out, to you because I saw it. I saw it. Neve Shulman. Neve Shulman. Because we've been watching Catfish like crazy lately. And three hours and 22 minutes. Holy cow, Neve Shulman. Go Neve. Yeah. Go Neve. He is really like skinny. He runs really fast. Clearly. Yeah. I saw while we're going to the next article, I saw that tons of people were out there uh, supporting all the Peloton instructors. And there were lots of Peloton instructors supporting each other and the Peloton community. It was pretty cool seeing all the pictures and all the people out there. That is awesome. And then once again, Michelle K, we should just give her her own segment. We're going to have to get a Michelle K sweeper or something here. That would be amazing. Do you think she'd do that? That'd be so cool. (laughs) Just come summarize your articles, Michelle. Yes. Uh, Has an article, how to start training for a marathon, according to Peloton's Mariana Fernandez and Bex Gentry. Yeah. And so this is step by step what you need to do to get ready. Take a whole bunch of classes and run a lot. That's my my steps. <laughs> That's the, the shorthand mm-hmm, version of mm-hmm. it. Peloton gives back. By the time you hear this, Veterans Day will have already occurred, but Peloton is celebrating Veterans Day, and I guess they do this all the time, which they have a special pricing for veterans. They do. It is a special price of $9.99 a month for veterans, and you're right. They do do that all the time, um, but they're also doing a bunch of special Veterans Day rides that are going to drop uh, tomorrow. So like you said, this will already be out whenever people uh, listen to the episode, but in case you missed it, get back over there and take them. Let me ask a shit disturbing question. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) 
Do they offer this to veterans in other countries? No. And and if they do, like, are U.S. veterans upset? The like the other veterans get the. <sighs> you know, I, on this topic, I, I just think if you're going to go down this rabbit hole, you got to know that like we also celebrate a whole lot of Christian or secular holidays, and we do not celebrate a whole lot of Jewish holidays or Indian holidays. Yeah. Um. So I just cur- I, when I saw this, I was like, you know, like that used to be like, of course you're doing things for veterans, and then I'm like, well, now they're in so many different countries, like. What does veteran support look like? Like, does it look good or bad to support a German veteran to a U.S. veteran? I honestly don't don't know. know. I I don't know. I don't know. I have. I cannot weigh in because I am not a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm too big of a pussy to have been fighting in a war. And I don't (laughs) follow directions well. So. Yeah. I got that going against me, too. (laughs) But we do appreciate those who do. We do. God. Where would we be without them? Like, legit. Thank you. We'd understand those German classes a lot better. (laughs) checking out the competition so swerve fitness launched a virtual group cycling competition for gyms yeah and i only care about one thing okay that is that it is (laughs) this was started up in part by Marion Roman, who was one of the original oh, okay. uh, people who who co-started Peloton way back in the day. So I thought that was interesting and uh, curious to see where this goes. Absolutely. We'll be keeping our eye on that. Peloton Artist Collaboration. To commemorate, celebrate, synergize with the Ivy Park collection drop you have beyonce dance cardio to enjoy you do and uh and just in case that wasn't enough synergy for you it happened to drop on the same day that ivy park did and they're wearing the clothes from the ivy park collection but they're not out yet how could they have gotten them yeah they they had (laughs) they had their own sets that they gave out like they always do yeah peloton birthdays and finally, there are two birthdays we actually miss because they we didn't have them on the schedule that I built. <laughs> Whoops. But Milo, what a, <laughs> what a kind. Sure. On November 9th was her birthday and Aditi Shaw on November 10th. It was her birthday. So reach out and roast them belated happy birthday and blame it on us. Yes. And yes. we will have it next year because now it's on my Peloton birthday calendar that I built. And happy birthday to both of them from us at the clip out. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Teresa Diggs. Hey, Teresa, how's it going? Hi. Hey, it's good. I'm doing very well, actually. Well, we'll fix that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. It's okay. I have a sense of humor, so it's good. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's good otherwise you were on the wrong show yeah. Uh, yeah i get that no it's fine I'm game. So, tell us when you first found out about peloton like how did peloton come on the scene for you okay so this is kind of funny i've been eyeing peloton for four years now like four years before the pandemic started and it's even before i got really super popular and I kept on telling my husband, can we get a Peloton? He's like, what is that? And like, it's a bike, cycling bike. We don't need that. We don't need that. And you have a gym to go to. And I did, I was going to the gym regularly and doing a lot of things. And I was seeing a physical therapist as well. 
So he's like, we just don't need it. And I just kept bugging him and bugging him. And then the pandemic started. Mm. And I had to quit my gym because everything was in lockdown. And I live in Louisiana. So everything was a total lockdown. And I couldn't go to the gym. And I didn't really feel comfortable going to my PT because I'm immunocompromised because of the medications I take due to my health conditions. And I really honestly felt like, okay, can we get a Peloton now? Because now we can, <laughs> you know, I can do this at home. And my husband was, was an avid runner and he was very athletic when he was in college. So I'm like, you can do it too. It's just not just for me. So he actually gave in to me. He's like, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. Which he usually ends up giving in to me anyway. So <laughs> I knew I knew he would do it. So he finally gave in to me and we ordered one. And right when the pandemic started, we ordered like two pairs of shoes and all the stuff that goes to the Peloton. And at first we were like so scared of it because usually <laughs> when we get when we get an exercise equipment, this is the reason why you didn't want to do it, is because we had a treadmill before and it would just be like, we hang clothes on it all the time. Like we would never even use it. So he's like, if we get this, we have to use it. And we got it and we actually put it, we have a one story home. So our last home had a basement and we never went into that basement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just don't, so it's out of sight, out of mind. Now, if you walk in the house, it's staring at you. And basically we, we, converted our dining room into a Peloton room. We got rid of all our dining room furniture, a dining room table, all that. Cause we live in Louisiana with no family whatsoever. So we don't have anybody over for dinner. <laughs> like this is just sitting there collecting dust. So we put our Peloton there and, and that's how we started the Peloton journey basically. Wow. So now it's like right there when you walk in your front door. <laughs> it's right there. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. And it got weights and it's just like a whole workout room now. So oh, that's great. It's an open space. So it doesn't even have a door or anything. We have our stepson that lives with us. And I told him, I said, we're just going to have to endure working out all the time. I'm sorry. but <laughs> Just tune out the Peloton. That's all I have to say, you know. Just tune it out. I think more and more people are doing that, like getting rid of like <laughs> the rooms that like they bake into the design of a house that you don't ever actually use. Like we don't have a dining room anymore. Like we yeah. turn it into the right. video game room for the kids because we're just like, yeah, we never sit down. at. The, we have a kitchen table, but like a dining room and like I we're going to use it anyway. So yeah, we're just, not those people. Like even yeah. if we have people over, it's just like a party or it's more like, yeah, stand around and have finger foods. Not a, everybody sit down and we serve you food. We're just yeah. not people. Yeah. I definitely think it's like a dated sort of concept where you get a separate room that's a dining room. All of our houses, we have had those dining rooms in them. We just don't use them. So it was a non-event for us to like realize, hey, this is stupid. We don't need this dining room. So. But it's not a non-event though, right? Like people get so kind of like locked it's in true. on the idea of like, yes, you have a kitchen yes. and you have a dining room and you have a family yes. room. And I'm just like, it's your house. Use it however you want. I know, but those yes. traditions are like so baked in. I mean, for me, I was like, concerned that like if my family came they would like judge like oh you don't have it like you're not using I know room. Yeah. like <laughs> I know I know I know, I know. It's, so for it's too formal for us so we're like why not utilize the space we're not using absolutely yeah, I think that's that great use and like I, one of the things yeah. we do is we just got rid of our bathrooms and we just have a bucket and now we just have this <laughs> extra space that we can use now <laughs> No, Tom, we that's all, not a thing. We all have our own bucket <laughs> for hygiene purposes. That's it would disgusting. Be, it would be gross if we were sharing a bucket. Oh. I mean, we're not cretins. 
Okay, I don't know what is going on in your your like vision of this house, Tom, but that is absolutely untrue. We have bathrooms, oh. Teresa. Like I don't know what. Oh, you okay. So, <laughs> I just I'm like, you know, here. I'm like, what yeah. I don't blame you. Just, I'm worried. Just an FYI, be a bucket in the garage. <laughs> just don't look into it. Oh, no, and no, that's no, why no, we no, have no, no one no. over because that's... Tom does that. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I don't blame. I don't blame people. Yeah. I wouldn't want to come over either with a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so you said you were going to the gym. You were going to the PT before yes. you got your Peloton. Yes. Has the like, amount of time you exercise, has that changed since you're able to exercise at home? Yes. Oh my goodness. Just going to the gym, getting ready and just getting the motivation to drive there. It's like, it was a task for me. I don't know why, because I, since my health conditions, I require a lot of sleep. And that's just part of my life. And 14 hours of sleep might seem a lot, but when I wake up, I feel like I have six hours of sleep. So it's a lot different because of my health condition has gone significantly down. But when I was working out the gym, it would take me longer to even like get ready, get myself situated and everything. And now I just get up, throw my hair in a ponytail, put my workout clothes on, and I spend 60, 80 minutes just on the path doing not just on the bike, but I also do a lot of hardcore on the floor, which is like a lot of strength and a lot of weights and things like that and bar and Pilates. So Peloton has changed dramatically my view on exercise because I feel like I spend more time doing exercise and also the cool downs are very important for me and the stretching. And I never did that before with the gym. Also, PT wasn't as aggressive as I wanted it to be. They were very careful with me and I didn't feel like I was getting anything out of the PT. So, oh, so tell us about the health issues. Like, I know that you have a couple of different things going on. (laughs) Yeah, my health issues, huge complications. But back in uh, 2000, I'm going to be 45 in November. So I was only 23 years old. I suddenly went to heart failure. I mean, I had all these heart failure symptoms. And even when I went to the doctor, they still didn't believe that I was in heart failure. They thought it was just anxiety. I mean, I was working two jobs, going to school. I was doing a lot of stuff and they just couldn't believe a 23 year old would have anything wrong with the heart. But apparently I was born with it. I was born with a congenital defect I didn't know about. And this congenital defect was only 1% of the populations ever had it. And the people that did have it were children and they died as children. So for me to last 23 years was like, the doctor said it was a miracle for me to not even be symptomatic until I was 23. But I was at the end stages when I found out I had heart failure. So I was referred to the Cleveland Clinic and they did all the testing and everything. And they said, you know, you have three months before you die unless you get a heart transplant. And I didn't even know what a heart transplant was. I honestly, like it was 20 years ago when they were just starting to do those Now people know about them a lot, but but 20 years ago, it wasn't that common. So I was like, what is a heart transplant? And like, well, we got to, you know, take your heart out because it's diseased and replace it with a donor heart. I was really scared because I was still a child, basically. And I planned my life out, which you should never do. (laughs) You should never say, I'm going to get married at this age and I'm going to graduate college, get married. I'm going to be this, I'm going to do this. I mean, because you never know what's going to happen in the future. And And that's what I did. And it really threw my plans like into the dumpster because (laughs) I'm like, now I have to get this transplant. But it worked out three months later, I got listed on the uh, transplant registry and 
they listed me and within the week of them officially listing me, the last day, my cardiac enzymes went really down and they said, I'm sorry. And they told my family I wasn't going to make it. They're like, she's not going to make it in time. And they found a donor heart for me. Like the last possible second, they really did it. So I got my heart and I exercised totally. I mean, they said you have to be like an energizer bunny when you get a heart transplant because you have to constantly keep it moving. And I did that, did everything right. Low sodium diet, did healthy. That's when I started really watching what I eat because before, of course, I ate anything. You're 23. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I ate McDonald's. Yeah. You just, you did whatever, whatever you felt like. (laughs) And I had a high metabolism. So I just like was, that didn't happen after that. After that, I changed my diet around and did everything I was supposed to do. And then unfortunately, six years later, I started going heart failure again. And I'm like, this is not happening again. So what happened is the heart didn't grow with my body because my donor, he was only a child because I was so tiny at the time. It was like 80 pounds when I got my transplant because of the sickness. It makes you really super thin and you can't eat and all that. So I got a donor heart who was a pediatric donor heart and it was 50-50% chance that it would grow or not. And it didn't grow. So stiffened up and hardened. And they said, well, eventually you're going to need a transplant in the future. And I thought to myself, well, I'm going to have to go this again. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, I'll do whatever you take. And eventually in 2012, they actually maintained me with medication until 2012. And then finally the doctor was like, you need a second heart. And for the life of me, could not get anyone to give me a second heart because that wasn't very popular back then. <laughs> second sure. hearts, they're like, no, that's too risky. You know, there's no way. No one would take a chance with me with second heart. And I was, I think I was 30 some years old, 35, 34, something like that. And I was very young and I literally begged my doctor. I said, please, please find someone. And she said, no, she said, I think we're going to put you in hospice and go ahead and uh, yes. So they started the plan, put me in hospice. And I said, you know what? I just had this thing in my head. and like, I'm not going to die. This is not my time. I'm like, I'm not going to hospice. I refused. So what I did is I got online Thank God for the internet. I mean, the internet could do some bad things. It could do some really good things. So social media, I got on social media, Facebook, started researching everything that I could research of second heart transplants. And I found somebody in one of my heart transplant groups that had a second heart and a kidney. It was my age at Northwestern Memorial in Chicago. So I reached out to them and she said, oh yeah, we're about to go to a doctor. We'll tell them about you and see if they'll take you as a patient. And sure enough, a week later, I have an appointment. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. (laughs) Wow. Yes, I have an appointment and they took me in. I had to fly there because I lived in Ohio at the time. So I flew to Chicago and they do all the workups and everything. And they said, you know, we have this new (laughs) non-FDA protocol that we're doing on our patients. But we have to tell you, we will accept you a patient, but this is a risk because a handful of patients have done this and only two survived. And I said, okay, well, what do I have to lose? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be yeah. in hospice anyway. So right. just give me the protocol. Do it to me. I don't care. So they Yeah, I mean, there's me. no risk in hospice. You 100% no. know the outcome. Yeah. yeah. I do know right. the outcome. Yes. Yeah. And I just refused that. So I was like, you know, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die trying. And that's what I said. I said, you know, whatever. Do what you need to do to me. I'm your yeah, human guinea pig, whatever. <laughs> so they did admit me to Northwestern. And they said, the reason why is my antibodies were so high. And what happens if your antibodies and your blood is so high, 
you're more likely to reject the organ. And the reason why my antibodies are so high is because I already had a transplant. Okay. So they were at a hundred percent, my antibodies. Oh. That's the worst that they can get hundred percent. So the doctor's like, we have to get them down enough to be able to transplant you. So long story short, I know it's a very long story, but they got them down to 88% after 12 rounds of chemotherapy. Oh that my was God. So, so they gave, just to be clear, they gave you chemo for no yes. other reason than to reduce down your antibiotics. Yes. And what's an appropriate yes. number for like a healthy person? And where oh, it's they like work? super low for yeah, a healthy person. I have person. no idea. I don't know what it is either, but I know it's I'm not way low. <laughs> I'm not sure, but well, they just kept on giving me rounds and rounds and rounds. True. They didn't know how many. Until my antibodies would lower. They would just gotcha. keep on doing it and doing it and doing it. I told him, it got to the point where I couldn't even put my head off the pillow in the hospital. And the doctor came to me and he said, you know what? You can go home if you want and die. And if you can't take this anymore. And I said, nope. I said, keep on giving me the rounds of chemo. And they just kept on giving it to me. And I just fought through it. I fought through it. I don't know how I did. I mean, I really honestly don't know how I did, but I remember getting the call. This was in May when they started it. I got the call July 12th and 2012 that they found a heart and kidney for me. So I need, I eventually need to get my kidneys shut down too in the process. Wow. So I needed a heart and kidney. So they found a donor, which was a miracle because they only got my antibodies down to 88%, <laughs> which you never find a donor 80%, never. And they got them down to 80%, 88 and they said, we found a donor that's basically your DNA match that had 88% antibodies in their blood. They said oh my that gosh. A, they said it was a miracle. It really was it, a miracle. It, it they, is. Like the chances of all of these yeah. things happening are incredible. They, yeah. I, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was a miracle. They told me that I'm, I'm one of the luckiest person to be alive right now because of that happening. Because it just never happens. And the reason why I got the kidney, because there's tons of people on the kidney list. And they even told me, I may not get the kidney from the donor because there's people that are above me that could get the kidney and I could just get the heart. Well, no one else obviously matched with the kidney. So it was the heart and the kidney came from the same donor. So I was very grateful for that. And my team at Northwestern was, it was just amazing. It was harder to recover, I have to say. And this goes into the Peloton thing because I lost all my muscle mass because I was in the hospital for so long. I basically was a toothpick. <laughs> I literally was like, imagine a toothpick. That's how that's my body looked like, a toothpick. I couldn't even get off the toilet. I was oh. so like weak. And I remember when I got discharged finally from the hospital, I went into Cole's bathroom. I went out for the first time with my friend. I went into the Cole's bathroom and I was sitting on the pot. I was sitting on the toilet and no one else was in the bathroom and I couldn't get up. And I was like, oh "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I'm like, help. (laughs) And I literally could not get off the pot and it was horrible. Thank God my friend came in. I said, I hate to say this, but I hate to do this to you, but can you please help me off the pot? And she was like, was like of course. And she had to like pull my pants. I mean, I literally had to like, they had to lift me up. And I was like, never again. I'm not going to a public restroom again. Like, <laughs> it might've been too soon. 
<laughs> it was too soon. I'm bullheaded. But she had that thirty percent off coupon. There's only so much you <laughs> exactly. can expect her to resist. I mean, exactly. I mean, I had to do it. Yeah, I love pulls, but yeah, my muscles were not my strength. My core was so weak. I just couldn't. No, I couldn't get off the floor even if I tried. I had to crawl and pick, like, actually get on, like, latch onto the couch and pull myself up. It was terrible. It was really, and that's when they gave me PT, but still. How long were you in the hospital altogether? It sounds like a really long Um, process. May, June, July, three months I was in the hospital for three months. But then after my transplant, July, though, I actually had to stay a month afterwards to recover like in the hospital because they have UPT in the hospital. So maybe three or four months and then you have to stay in the area as well. So we had to stay in a hotel because we lived in Ohio. So we had to stay in a hotel and I had to get biopsies and stuff like that back and forth. So it was a long process. And I honestly, it was harder for me the second time and the first time because I was so young the first time. But everything happened so fast the first time. Right. And you didn't and was, really know what to expect. Or it's, there's something about no. like knowing how hard it's going to be that your brain yes. is just like, ugh. <laughs> My brain was like, yeah, it was harder. It's definitely harder the second time. Like, recovery and everything. I knew because I was getting older, my body was different than it was when I was 23. I bounced back better when I was 23. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, whoa. Yeah. So I'm curious, like when you get a transplant like that, either, Mm -hmm. either time, is there like a period where you're just almost like walking on eggshells, like waiting for it to like were you scared it wasn't going to work? Right. Like, is this new organ going to do what it's supposed to do? That just seems terrifying. Yeah. It's a very unknown situation because they say if you don't, you got probably two years before you're out of the woods because mm-hmm. you could lose your transplant organ like in a heartbeat. A rejection can come on, an infection, everything. Yeah. It's very, very scary. The first time I got my heart, I got a really bad infection and I got some rejection. So I had to go through... They have a protocol where they give you a lot of immunosuppressants that are high dose and like prednisone, steroids, all that stuff to reverse the rejection. So yeah, I was very, very scared, especially since now I had a kidney to deal with and I didn't want to go on dialysis. I didn't want to go back in the hospital because I was terrified (laughs) after three months, four months being in the hospital. Trust me, you get sick of being in the hospital. And I bet. I was done with the hospital. I didn't want to go back. So I did try to do everything. And sometimes you can do everything you can and you can still get problems. It's just one of those things. But yeah, yeah. I was definitely walking on eggshells after my transplant. I really was. Was there a moment where you remember thinking like, hey, like this is going to stick as okay as you can be in that situation? Yeah, I think after a couple of years, I was like, okay, this is okay. I'm going to be okay. And then five years went by and I was like, you kind of forget sometimes that you're yeah, great. I'm glad you can. I was wondering if you could. Yeah, yeah, you can forget it. Yeah, this is me. I don't want my identity to be a transplant patient. I want my sure. identity to be me. Yeah. So I hardly talk about it unless someone sees something. And I, I've done some commercials to promote organization. And some people recognize me and they'll be like, hey, you know, I saw that. What's your story? If they ask me, I'll tell them or, or if I'm doing any work, volunteer work or something, I'll tell my story. But other than that, I don't like to be known as someone who has been sick and had a transplant. Just That's interesting because I view you as 
strong. Like that would be my takeaway from that story is that you're so resilient and that you are such a fighter and that you you were like, no, I'm not going to back down. (laughs) Like to me, that's (laughs) that's something to be admired. You know, I think that's really amazing. Like I'm just like, man, I'm such a dirt bag. I'd be milking. (laughs) I'd be like, I'd be calling to make dinner reservations at a table for four. By the way, I've had two heart transplants. No, no. Get out there. That's funny. No, I try to to remember my donors. I'm very cognizant about what they gave, what their family gave, and it's the a gifts they gave. Moment, I'm sure it's a very bittersweet moment. And when I was younger, I felt guilty. My first transplant, sure. I felt guilty. I don't. Why know did I don't. live? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Why did I the, live? That, yeah. Yeah. With an organ transplant, there's, I mean, unless it's like a kidney where a loved one can donate it. But like, other than that, like there's no way for you to have your moment of triumph without someone else having a moment of tragedy. So like, no. I'm sure it has to be conflicting, even though you're happy, you feel almost like you have to keep that happiness in so check. It's a yes, survivor's guilt. Yeah. yeah it I, is. Did you work with somebody to like work through that? Yeah. My transplant team did offer counseling before and after and it's all about though, you got to get comfortable with how you feel as, and how you take it. Because I, me personally, I met my donor family, not in person, but online. And I knew all about this person's life. And I think it was very harder for me to know about the person's life than not to know, because I knew that person was very young and they had their life well ahead of them. But I also realized that their tragedy something came out of their tragedy. And I think that's why their family wanted to donate their organs because they wanted something good to come out of it. And that makes me feel good. At least they feel that way. And they feel that their death was not in vain. They helped somebody. They saved eight people's lives. This person. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm on the organ donor list there we go. because that's always been my thought that if I'm not able to live and something that I have can do some good, then yeah. by all means, you know, exactly. I think that that's amazing when people choose to do that. And I hope people listening, I think that it's inspiring to see kind of the other side of that, that you're living and you have this vibrant life and you're thriving. Yeah. And so, yes. so like, that's amazing yeah. to be able to see and it's inspiring and a good reason for everybody to make sure that they have signed up, like donate those organs. Right. You know? Absolutely. Right, you know, when right, I took right. my son to get his driver's license, he's like, should I sign the bag? I was hell yeah, you signed the bag. Of the yeah. <laughs> I'm always so pragmatic. I'm just like, well, if God forbid something happened, like, what are you going to do with them? Right. Like, right, right. You know, I'm like. Yeah, it's bittersweet for me because I'm on a kidney transplant list again. My kidneys failed in 2018. Again, my transplant kidney And it happens. Like I said, like you're always have a cloud above you. I think sometimes when you're a transplant patient, because you're thinking something can go wrong. But yeah, they found significant scar tissue on my kidney, on my transplant kidney. And it worked really well for me at the time, 2012. And this is just something weird that kind of just happened. Yeah. So I'm on two transplant lists right now. One in Kansas, one in uh, here in Louisiana. So there's not a national registry for something like that? Yeah, I'm on the national registry list, but it goes by region. Okay. And, you have to be um, able to get there quickly. Oh, I see. So you can, yeah. like, because of where you're located, you could pivot to two different regions quickly. Okay. Yeah. And the reason why Kansas, I pick Kansas, is because the doctor who was involved with my second heart and kidney 
he went there to work. He knows everything inside and out about my heart and kidney. Cause you have to know the person individually in their past to really understand the second heart kidney thing. It's really, cause it's so rare. So I go to Oshner here in Louisiana for my, so the distance wise, but for major issues, I actually travel to Kansas and I'm actually going there in January because my echo that they did a couple months ago showed some issues to my heart, (laughs) my transplant heart. So I'm dealing with a lot of issues right now. It's crazy. I have um, tricuspid regurgitation in my heart. And then I have some cardiac issues with uh, diastolic dysfunction on one, one side of my heart. So my right leg is actually swollen. Rank, ankle, leg, foot is swollen really bad. And I wear compression socks 24 hours a day almost. And I still work out. I was like, yeah, how are you working out? Like, I don't even understand how you have the will, number one, and number two, the ability. Like, it just sounds painful. Yeah. The thing is like, and it's weird because I also have, I get knee injections in my knees because uh, arthritis in my knees from all the medications for all the years, the medications I take are kind of, they're nephrotoxins, they're toxic and things like that, but they keep me alive. But they do bad things to your joints and stuff like that. And my arthritis is in my, both my knees and I can't do front squats. There's certain things I can't do, but I work around the stuff that I can't do. And I do the things that I can do. If that makes any sense. It totally yeah. makes yeah. sense. Like so, cycling doesn't bother my knees. It's weird. I mean, cycling is actually easy on your knees, but the front squats, I can't do lunges. I will do hardcore on the floor. I'll do Pilates. I'll do bar. That doesn't bother my knees. And usually my leg that's swollen is usually contained by the uh, compression sock. So I just keep on going. I just don't <laughs> want to get sicker. I don't want to end up in the hospital. And I try to like, my core is as strong as it's ever been in my whole entire life. Put it that way. Since I've been on Peloton, really, my core is amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it well, is. So like how many days a week are you working out? Five days a week, <laughs> sometimes on weekends. And I do this because I know eventually I'm going to have to have surgery, some type of surgery, maybe a stent in my heart or something. And I know my recovery time will be so much better if I'm stronger going into it. And that's what my doctor told me. So my doctor encourages me to do this. Yeah, I find that fascinating because it's like, as someone who knows nothing about science, (laughs) I like, I would be like, don't use that heart as little as possible. (laughs) Don't watch scary movies. Don't listen to bad songs. Like... Now he told me, he's like, you just maintain your physical health and still eat properly and exercise. Dude, the Peloton's great. He does a Peloton himself. And so he's, he knows all about that. He's like, yeah, just keep on doing what you're doing because obviously you're doing something right because you should be on dialysis right now because I'm only 15% kidney function right now. And oh. they would put me on dialysis right now if I was having major symptoms, but I'm not having any major symptoms except the, of course, the leg. But I get fatigue, but it's nothing where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go on dialysis right now. But so. I think it's just so inspiring to all the people out there that are like, I don't have time. I don't feel like <laughs> right. it. And you know, we hear these instructors that say, you don't have to, you get to. And it's mm-hmm. it's hearing stories like you that really, really drive that home. 
because because your story is like it's literally keeping you alive it makes you feel better to work out and it's going to make it so much easier for you to have that and so what excuse do the rest of us have i mean i really mean that like i feel like that's inspiring to other people and i'm just really touched by your story (laughs) because i just i don't even know how you get up and do it all every day and i just think that's amazing I have the support of my husband and I do have a five-year-old that I know that if I'm not around, she won't have a mom. (laughs) So she motivates me every single day. I don't ever want to be in that position where I have to tell her, I'm sorry, but your mom's going to (laughs) die. I want to make sure I, I had done everything that I was able to do in that case, because I don't want to say, well, I could have done this and mommy could have lived this much longer. I just want to do everything I can to make sure that I have as much life as I do. And she's high energy. So it's hard for me to keep up with her if I didn't work out. (laughs) And I could get on this floor with her and get back up. And if I didn't, my floor wasn't good, I would be able to not be able to get up with her. And she's high demanding as a five-year-old. So... (laughs) What is your leaderboard name so people can work out with you? Yes. It is TSS Heart, which means Teresa Sue is my middle name, believe it or not. My mom, my mom named me after her. My mom's name is Susan. <laughs> Teresa Sue Second Heart. That's really what that means. TSS Heart. Aww. So I use it I love that. Yeah. That's so nice. Thanks. Thanks. Is there anything the Peloton community can do to support you, to help you? Is there anything we can do with your medical efforts? Anything at all? I do have a Facebook page. It's uh, Teresa. My main name is Zamora, Z-A-M-O-R-A. Teresa Zamora needs a kidney. And motivation on that page, it helps me a lot. I like to hear people's motivation. High fives. Anytime you see a TSS heart on my leaderboard. I'm on hardcore on the floor, Peloton moms, all that stuff. So I'm in those groups, but I post my story on Peloton because I really wanted to inspire people. And that's how I found out about you guys. (laughs) But yeah, I just basically just give me love. That's all. And also make sure you don't let anyone bring you down when it comes to working out, whatever your issues are. Don't feel like you aren't able to get on the bike or do this or do that because you'll surprise yourself. Trust me. (laughs) Because at first I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to get on this bike. And it was really hard at first. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm always on the bottom of the leaderboard. I'm not going to lie to you about that. And that's nothing is wrong with that. Nothing. Because in my opinion, you're doing more in a day than most people do in a month or a week. So if you're getting on that bike or you're getting down the mat, you're doing something for your body and it doesn't matter where you're at. I swipe that thing off. I don't compete with anybody. I, the only person I'm competing with is myself, but yeah, I definitely encourage people to not let anybody's opinions or anything get to them and just do you when you're on that bike, just do you. And you're the only person in that room, not anybody else. So if anyone has heard this and they've been inspired to sign up to be a donor, if what's the best way for them to do that? Well, there is a website. You can go on Mm donatelife.org and you can register to be an organ donor or you can go at your local, I don't know, they call them their DMV, BMV, Mm -hmm. it's a motor vehicle. You can sign up to be an organ donor on your driver's license. And that's very important too. When you go to your, they'll ask you and you say yes or no. It's easy. They automatically register you. So you don't have to fill out anything. They just, just automatically goes on your driver's license. 
that is a huge help. You could also be a living donor, which is what I need for my kidney. And I've been waiting for three years now for a living donor and there has been no match. So it's very important that people realize that just because you have two kidneys, you only use one, really. You don't need two kidneys to live. And that's a misconception that, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sick if I only have one kidney. That's not true. And if a rare chance you do get sick, you are put on the top of the list to get a kidney. For some reason, if you end up donating your kidney and you get enough. Yeah. yeah, Yes. But it's a a huge gift to give somebody. And the downtime is a week for that person. I mean, not even that. It's really not that bad. Not as bad as downtime would be for me. (laughs) But yeah, donatelife.org is the best place. And there's also wherever state that you're in, there's always a donor organ procurement organization that manages if you want to volunteer and things like that, like Donate Life of Ohio. And there's one in Louisiana called Legacy, Donor Legacy, which I've done a lot of events for. You can help by doing the events for those type of organizations as well. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us today and yeah. sharing your story with thank us. Thank you it so was much. Fascinating. Oh, no and, problem. And no problem. Good luck to you with yeah. everything. Thank you. I know that that's a lot to contend with. And it's amazing how well you've been contending with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just try to stay positive because negative is not an option for me. So (laughs) positivity and laughter is like one of my big things. Like laughter is my medicine, I think. Yeah, that's definitely it. Awesome. We will be cheering you on. Yes. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Thank thank you you for hanging out with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Well, I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? I'm going to be sleeping because that was an exhausting episode. <laughs> it was a long one. There's a lot going on. If you did want to find me, you can find me over at facebook.com slash crystal D. O'Keefe. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike or the tread at clip out crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online at facebook.com slash the clip out. And of course, sign up for our newsletter at the So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep pedaling. And running.